The electric two-wheeler market in India has been more or less dominated by Ola Electric throughout, so far at least. But it is constantly fluctuating. Every month, other two-wheeler EV makers are competing neck-to-neck in their race to the top. Take Bajaj Auto for example. In the last four months, it has aggressively ramped up its volumes, which is helping it grab a substantial share of the market. According to latest numbers, Ola Electric is actually losing market share, from 40% in July this year to just 29% in September. Bajaj Auto, meanwhile, has gained the most market share. It started with just a 4% share in April and now it has come up to 11%. Now, you might think, okay, 4% to 11%, good, but not extraordinary, right? The thing is, Ola Electric might have started with a bank. To give you a sense of how, bookings for Ola Electric, which launched its first scooter two years ago, crossed the 100,000 sales mark on the first day of sales itself. Bajaj, on the other hand, has had a more sustainable growth trajectory. And a lot of it is to do with its service-first approach. But for Ola, more and more people have been pointing towards the not-so-great after-sales services. Now, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, that in a budding market, this is not a very good look. Plus, there is one more thing that Bajaj has got going for it that Ola does not. The power of nostalgia. In 2020, it brought out its iconic Chetak scooter out of an early retirement in an all-new high-tech electric avatar. Welcome to Daybreak, a business podcast from the Ken. I'm your host, Nikda Sharma, and I don't chase the news cycle. Instead, thrice a week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time. Today is Friday, the 27th of October. I think it was the Russian writer Vladimir Nabokov who once said that one is always at home in one's past. Maybe that is why one of India's biggest auto companies chose nostalgia over anything else when it decided to make a foray into the world of electric two-wheelers with Chetak Electric. Chetak Electric is everything that its predecessor Bajaj Auto's flagship scooter Chetak used to be right from the apron-like front body to the single side suspension. It is all about sticking to the old world charm. Bajaj has been banking on its legacy and brand recall, and rightly so. The e-scooter is priced just above 1 lakh rupees, and to build it, the company had a very startup approach. By the financial year 2023, the domestic sales of Chetak Electric grew over four times to more than 30,000 units. Now, this might not be a lot compared to Ola Electric, which has sold over 250,000 scooters already. But what makes Bajaj stand out comparatively, like I said earlier, is its service-first approach. So, Ola Electric may be doing much better in terms of sales, but the discontent regarding its after-sales services is also growing louder. Stay tuned.
Ola Electric has set up 600 experience centers around the country. Potential buyers can go and take test rides in any of them. But it has only 200 service centers in India. Now, think of the number of vehicles that they've sold so far. 250,000. Just 200 service centers for more than 2.5 lakh scooters? Let me tell you about this incident that occurred in August this year to give you a better sense of the discontent that this imbalance is leading to. It was a very celebratory atmosphere that surrounded Ola Electric stores that month. Employees could be seen bustling around in their bright neon t-shirts. It was the day that Ola Electric launched its cheapest two-wheeler so far. And standing in this crowd was a 27-year-old man named Madhu who raised his hand. People thought that he was going to laud the company for this new feat. But instead, Madhu began asking questions about Ola Electric's after-sales service. So the store manager very quickly ushered him to the side of the room for a chat. But that did not help. Soon enough, the crowd got unruly. So what was Madhu's problem? He had bought the Ola S1 Pro online in November last year for 1.6 lakh rupees. He began by telling the Ken reporters, Sashwata and Anushka, that it had been eight months since he bought the scooter, but the registration was incomplete still. Madhu claimed that the scooter malfunctioned barely a day after he got it. Right in the middle of a ride, the vehicle just stopped working. What followed were three long months of frustration. Despite Madhu's repeated calls to Ola Electric's customer care and his rounds to their service stations and experience centres all over Bangalore, the scooter remained unusable. Eventually, his scooter was fixed, but he went through a lot of unnecessary anxiety. There are other similar stories like Madhu's. And it doesn't come as a surprise because it wasn't until the start of this year that Ola Electric actually started linking service stations to its physical stores. This was meant to streamline servicing and repairs for buyers. An ex-employee told us that Ola Cabs even turned its empty workshops into service centres after it sold off its taxi fleet during the pandemic. Still, this was not enough. A former Ola Electric employee told the Ken that the company started off servicing operations with just 750 technicians. But the number began to fall after people started leaving. The employee estimated that the company actually needs at least 1,500 technicians around the country. My colleagues Anushka and Shashato went to an Ola Electric service station in Bangalore's Indiranagar to see what was going on. That particular station has a three-person team that tends to 100 to 120 scooters every month. Now, on an average, each scooter requires roughly two hours of work. Plus, another issue is finding skilled people who can actually work on EVs. Especially in small towns, it is very tough. So, what is Ola Electric doing? It is outsourcing its servicing problems with the hope that it will help with its staff shortage problem. It has turned to Ready Assist, which is a company that offers bike and car repair services. Its executives have been training third-party technicians to visit homes and handle minor issues while major problems like faulty batteries, wiring and motors are being worked upon at their service centres. Now, let us go back to Bajaj and see how it is doing things differently 
and how that is working out for the company. Bajaj actually has a policy of selling its e-scooters only in cities where it has service centers. In fact, it has very staunchly pursued a separate service center approach for Chetak Electric since its debut. A manager at a Chetak dealership told the Ken that until December 2022, Chetak repairs were being done at the service centers of KTM, which is Bajaj's motorcycle brand. Then, Bajaj started pressuring dealers to expand into exclusive Chetak service centers. But this hasn't been going down too well with its dealers due to a number of reasons. The first one, of course, is that the EV game is not as stable for auto dealers yet. They are used to generating reliable recurring income and substantial profits from services. But with EVs, that is not the case. Dealerships also need a lot of money for real estate ownership or rent. They have to pay salaries and operational costs such as electricity supply. The money that they spend could potentially run up to 4 to 5 lakh rupees per service center. It is expensive and it is risky. But Bajaj has been trying to sweeten the deal. It has started moderating its expectations from dealers as now they can earn up to 40% less than what they did servicing normal non-electrical vehicles. Now, if you look at how Bajaj's share in the electric scooter market is growing slowly and steadily, unlike Ola Electric, I think you'll agree that its service-first approach is definitely working in some way. Maybe not as fast as it would like it to, but it is heading in the right direction. Bajaj is handling this with foresight and experience, of course. What we will need to wait and see is how it incentivizes the service-first approach for its dealers in the long run. Because no matter how keen the automakers are on portraying their EVs as low-maintenance options, the need to set up a dependable after-sales service network cannot be overstated. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of the Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps, and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdha Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sien. 